da, 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 da. here we go. Hey everyone and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today has been on the show before and she's back by popular demand. Her name is Ella Major. She's also known as the Sexy Fit Vegan and she also has a product during during the bundle week, in the bundle. The bundle has taken place now for seven days. We have only about three and a half more days left of the plant-based bundle. It's worth over $3,500, but it costs only $50 until 11.59 p.m. on Monday, November 27th. There's, I think, over 130 eBooks. There's courses. It's just basically awesome. And so she's here today to talk about how to stay vegan healthy and fit during the holidays, as well as to tell you what product she has in the bundle. Please welcome her to the show. Hello. How was your Thanksgiving? Hey, Chef AJ. Uh, yes, Thanksgiving was was fantastic. I am here in Austin. So home is Miami. I traveled to Austin. This is my partner, Quinn. And uh, it's a new relationship. Three, three months? Three months. Away. Four months. Yeah. Four months. Nice. Four months. Four months now. Um, I'll ask you the most important question yeah. if I was like the Middlesworth. Is he vegan? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Very vegan. Okay. Yep. Then, then we approve. I'm just kidding, of course. I <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have asked that on the air. That's good. That's yes. Amazing. We actually met on a vegan dating app which is a fun story that we tell. Actually, I had him on my podcast, Rise and Thrive, a few weeks ago. We pu published our story and even read our back and forth uh, messages when we first met. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it, it's a bittersweet holiday because I've got a new relationship um, to celebrate and also uh, in grieving the, the passing of my beloved anyone who knows me um knows my my baby my fur baby shy she was my 17 year old rescue chihuahua who um passed away two weeks ago today so it's it's a bittersweet holiday she she was famous i mean you have no idea how many people are reaching out because she would come with me on my scooter she came with me to boxing classes she she went with me everywhere so i've had so much this influx of love and support from people in my community. Um, so I'm, I'm so grateful for all of that. That is so hard. And I'd love to do a show on pet grief. As we talked before, I, I, I wanted to get Teresa Wagner, who I think is one of the experts in that field on, and she had to cancel because it, it's so hard. It is just hard for everyone when that happens. It is. Yeah. Yeah, and Therese, Teresa's amazing. I got to speak with her. She's an animal communicator and a grief special specialist. Um, so that was fantastic. But I, you know, when I reached out and, and told other people, everyone's got a story about their their loved ones. And one of the things she talks about, interestingly, in her grief um, literature, is how to deal with other people minimizing the grief because it's an animal and not a human. And I'm like, wow, in my community, nobody's minimizing. <laughs> I think no. that's very common in uh, bigger circles. But in my, you know, kind of plant-based, compassionate, vegan community, um, 
people are not minimizing it whatsoever. Never. And in many ways, not to minimize the, the, the loss of a human, but in many ways, it's more almost deeply personal and more difficult. Because if like you have a, a relative that dies, there's all these people that's grieving for that person. But when you have a pet that dies, it's usually just the nuclear family or you or you or your partner. And so maybe yeah. they didn't know the, the pet as much. But listen, I, I, I'm sure... I worry about that every day because one day I've, I've been through those days many times with every yeah. pet. Yeah. Every time, tell me if this is you, Ella. Every time I've lost a pet, I'm like, you know, I'm distraught and I'm like, I'm never getting another one. And then two weeks later, I'm at the shelter and I haven't. <laughs> Do we do that? Right oh. now, I know. It's, and we, you know, you're talking about nuclear family for, for a chihuahua, especially <laughs> there. She was, she was spicy. She was a, feisty little spicy girl uh who made people earn her her respect and her trust um uh, so yeah chihuahuas are yeah they're did you ever did you ever used to watch the show the dog whisperer a long time ago oh yeah caesar caesar there, Milan. There, there was a chihuahua named nunu i think it was like the first or second <laughs> episodes they called him the demon chihuahua he was hilarious. <laughs> i met him once they they do they they have a larger than life personality do they do little big personality and a little little body and I got her from Miami Dade Animal Services back about 15 years ago and I remember walking through and it's so hard to go to the you know pound especially a kill shelter right you want to take home all of them and so a lot of people avoid them but that's where I go because it's the hardest place to go but I would walk and all the other you know dogs were at the front of their cages like looking at you with those puppy eyes and then she was at the back of her cage with her back facing the outs out. And I just remember her like kind of turning slowly and looking at me like this freaking sucks. Like that's what she, her look was. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she needs extra love. She is mm. coming home with me. And that was shy. Wow. That's fantastic. And how long did you have her for? 15, about 15 years. Yeah. That's she was plant-based the whole time. She was really healthy till the end. She had, a weird illness on the uh, that just popped up one day and um yeah but she was super super healthy uh her whole life on a plant-based diet and so many great vegan dog foods out there by the way if anybody's interested um even your parents have guinness on yeah, petaluma, petaluma. Yeah. uh there's wild earth there is evolution and so many dogs v-dog and v-dog of course linda linda sorry v-dog yep. yes great one yeah. Wow. Well, you are in the bundle. Tell us about that. Yeah. And tell us what else you noticed in the bundle that catched your eye, caught your eye. I can't speak today. Sorry. Yeah. No, I uh I know that there's so many exercise uh programs in there, uh, which is awesome to be able to add that to all the recipes and all the other great um ebooks and courses. Uh mind is called the mindful exercise plan, and I it's a pretty robust uh, program. So it's a seven day kind of schedule. And then I actually did video uh, tutorials for the exercise, exercises I have in the plan for the hit days. They're, they're kind of interval uh, training, strength training, but I also work yoga into the plan. Yoga is such a huge kind of part of my life now. I hated yoga. Chef Adrian, do you do yoga? I do something called yin. I don't do like the hard, sweaty kind, but I do oh, love it. Okay. To me, it's like just kind of stretching, you know, and relaxing. 
your yin yoga. Yes. That's not the type of yoga I do. You probably do like ashtanga or, um, you know, what I forget what, what do they call the hot sweaty kind? Well, they have just, you know, hot yoga. So I do hot kind of power yoga. I did ashtanga. Quinn does ashtanga uh, now for four years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, over four years doing uh, ashtanga. But what, what I love about yoga is not only the physical benefits, but also using it as a practice for mindfulness, which really carries through to also how we eat. So that's one of the reasons I, I love yoga now. And one of the reasons I hated it at first was like that slowing down. And I'm a... I'm kind of an intense person. I've done Muay Thai for 20 years, uh, Thai boxing. Um, I like to move. I like to be on the go. So for me, like seated meditation is, is really tough. I do it, but it's been a practice. And yoga was kind of that entry point for me to be able to practice mindfulness. And when um, when I introduce people to yoga and they're like, ah, oh, you know, what is it really like? It's not, it, it doesn't feel efficient as a workout. I'm like, no, 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 don't think of it as a workout. Think of it as a practice of mindfulness. And when we use it as that kind of practice and then carry that off the mat into the real yoga, which is our everyday lives and everything that we're doing in our lives, including how we eat, which is one of the challenges I want to talk about today is, you know, overeating uh, during the holidays. It's eating junk food, eating processed foods. Uh, and using mindfulness as the most powerful tool to be able to overcome that that obstacle through the holidays. Yeah. How often do you do it? Four, four or five days a week. Nice. Yeah. You? Every yeah. weekday. Yeah. Every week, five days for him. Yeah, that's so good when you can commit to a daily practice. Uh, but even if you can't do a whole class, I always like to at least get some stretches in, you know? No, that is absolutely good point, Chef AJ, because it's like this all or nothing. I have to do an hour and so many yoga classes are an hour and a half. And if you can do 10 minutes of yoga, I've got a client right now who just started as part of our morning routine doing a 10 minute yoga practice. And it's been life-changing for her because it's also an opportunity to set your intention for the day. It's an opportunity to connect with your body for, for the day. Uh, it's an opportunity to really create that mind-body connection that's so powerful that can lead to more sustainable habits, sustainable results when we're talking about the other workouts and eating for weight loss, for long-term health, for longevity, all of that. I've actually got a one movement mobility. I've been really into mobility lately. Um, kind of this fitness for longevity. I just did a fitness for longevity series in uh, collaboration with Complement, the supplement company. And it, people loved the mobility routine I did. So I don't know if I, I could demonstrate one movement uh, that everyone could do 10 times in the morning, even five times in the morning to really open up your body. Uh, would that be cool yeah please I would love to see it all right it's cold here in Austin for me it's like 65 but for me anything under 70 is like freezing oh my god but I can't do it in my sweats I know it's so wimpy and I am so tough in every other way I'm, I'm so like punch me in the face hit me in the head yes I'm cool with that People were like, oh my God, it's going to, Thanksgiving was yesterday. And the people yeah. were like, oh good, we can sit outside. It's going to be warm. And I'm like, it's 68. That's still freezing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like the biggest wimp, but anyway, I'm going to do this for all of you watching. I'm going to take off my sweatshirt just for a minute. All right. Oh my. I know. Okay. So I call this a rolling vinyasa 
let's see if we can turn this around. Maybe, yeah, it's gonna turn on you. Yeah, and you can see me, maybe move back. Okay, so hopefully you can hear me, but we're gonna start in a down dog position. So hands facing forward and really pushing uh, back through your shoulders. Heels are on the ground the best you can with a nice flat back. From here, we're gonna raise your heels as high as you possibly can. Then you're gonna tuck your tailbone under and roll like a wave all the way to a push-up position. So my shoulders are directly over my wrists. From here, I'm gonna bend my elbows. And if you need to, by the way, you can put your knees down as a modification, all right? We're gonna come down halfway. You're gonna shift forward and come into an upward facing dog and roll shoulders back and down. From here, we're gonna come back down to a half push-up, press all the way up, tuck your chin and come back the way you came all the way up and from here heels down i'm going to do one more time heels up tuck your tailbone roll forward from a roll like a rolling wave to a push-up halfway down remember you can put your knees down as a modification shoulders back looking straight up back down push straight up tuck your chin press through your shoulders up and down five or 10 times a day in the morning. A great start to the day. All right, let's see if I can roll. How's that look? Yeah, well, it's beautiful where you are. Wow, you really are the sexy fit vegan. That's not a oh, See, now I'm gonna, oh, let me show you real quick. Well, I have this. This is uh, Quinn's mother has gotten into gardening. That is all greens over there. We've got kale, we had uh, kale and lettuces all different types and herbs, tomatoes. She's got squash. It's really great. So we got fresh, fresh food. Tell me about the bird feeders there. Cause I'm new to feeding birds and I'm having oh, dude. Uh, lots of bird feeds. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not a big to get his mother on to complain, Bobby. I mean, we're in, yeah, we're in the central fly zone. So here in Austin, so we get all sorts of birds. Um, yeah, and they're hungry. So lots hey. of bird feeders. All right. Well, can you ask your mom? And if you, if you have to get back to me, I got two problems. One, I changed their food because it was just so messy. The black sunflower seeds, it was just really mm -hmm. ruining everything. And it was sprouting to not black seeds. And now they don't want to eat. And two, we have a Cooper's hawk. And I think they're afraid to come. So what do you do? Yeah, I mean, the... the the hawk definitely freaks them out. I mean, they, they'll 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 disappear for a, a whole day once they see the hawk. I don't. I mean, I don't know the best way to get rid of them, but yeah, we'll definitely get back to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, what did you have for Thanksgiving dinner? Who cooked? What did you guys have? Uh, I cooked. We did a green bean casserole, green beans from the garden, um, some uh, mashed potatoes, a sweet potato, um, vegan dinner rolls. What else? And then we had then we had a beautiful salad from the garden. Yeah, just nice and easy. That's good. yeah. Uh, salad might have been my favorite part. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. That's funny that you said that because we had I think it was we were supposed to have thirty five. Four people didn't show up. Two didn't make it in time. One was on call, and 
I don't know what happened to that other one, but anyway, somebody made, we had one, there are people work at True North. They didn't have, they, we had the day off. So a lot of them drove up and they made this huge, huge salad and a Holland bowl milk. And then another guest brought a salad. And that was the only thing that was not eaten. It's so funny. <laughs> so oh. funny. Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. Have you had a chance to look at any of the books in the bundle, particularly Lissa's, which are my favorite? Um, no. <laughs> Well, uh, they're really good, especially now I haven't done much looking. Well, you gotta look. Do you have a dehydrator? Um, I do. It's in storage. I have to get it out. I have a small Miami apartment. Okay, um, well, that's good because then you can make the wraps. I should give you my dehydrator. Me? Oh, okay. Him. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say I'll take it. I, then I can make <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. nice. Yeah, so Quinn's um, relatively new vegan, a year, right? A year and a half. A and a half. Uh, so he's getting in the, in the groove of and doing lots of experimenting. I introduced him to this was a game changer, my Nutrilicious. Um, so I felt like a bad vegan for the longest time because I did not like nutritional yeast. And I could just, I could not understand what everybody was raving about. All the vegans, ah, new chili. I'm like, it doesn't, it has a weird aftertaste. It doesn't taste like cheese. I mean, blah, blah, blah. Then they sent me about a, a, a thing of Nutrilicious and everything changed because it's not sportified, Chef AJ. That's what I figured yeah. out. I think non-fortified tastes better. You're right. It's so much better. And I make this kale salad now with the Nutrilicious and I've got my clients addicted to it. I've got you addicted to it. Yep. It's kale. I do massage it with a little olive oil. What do you suggest for oil-free? Uh, a little tahini or, or a little sesame, or a little tahini maybe. Or avocado. Avocado. And one thing I love about making the salad and massaging it is, is that connection to the food. It's like you get so intimate with your kale when you're like massaging it. And, and it sets, for me, it's kind of sets you up to be really mindful and grateful about the food and it changes it helps build a relationship with the food so anyway massaging it with one of those things um and then adding lemon massaging with lemon juice as well uh and then adding nutrilicious um my one of my favorite new seasonings it's not uh salt free but it is called slap your mama seasoning slap, my, your, mama. slap your mama seasoning from uh my friend from new orleans recommended it it is kind of spicy it's so delicious i'll put that in there uh white beans and yeah mix that all up and then i put on some toasted seeds or nuts of some sort on top usually pumpkin seeds i really like on there and it is so delicious and so filling and creamy because the nutrilicious the nooch makes it kind of creamy uh, and it's just so satisfying. So that's what I eat for breakfast every day these days. Wow. It's yeah. so delicious. It's Nutri-licious. Yes. <laughs> that is funny. Funny. I love it. So a lot of people stay vegan during the holidays, I think, especially if they are ethical vegans. Yes. Yes. But they don't necessarily stay healthy or fit because they succumb to a lot of the temptation. What can they do? Yeah, so for for plant-based uh folks that are are plant-based and not necessarily uh in it for the animals, I think that does make it a little little trickier, right? Because it's it 
they don't have that ethical piece behind it. For me, staying vegan is so much because I'm connected to animals and I don't want to eat them. Um, so when it comes to staying plant-based for health reasons, I think that actually is more challenging. And one of the things that I like to uh, help my clients with is really creating some declarations. And I like to call them declarations. Some people call them affirmations, um, but it's really a way to help retrain your brain, reprogram your brain to be able to make healthy decisions consistently. And one of those is uh, what would I do or what would I eat if I truly loved myself? It's a question that we get to ask ourselves when we take what I like to call the power pause. And that's this pause that we want to get really good at taking before we go for any automated actions. This is all about retraining, reprogramming our brain, right? Habits are coming from this subconscious programming of an automated response. What we want to do is get to a place where before we uh, act out of habit or craving or urge, we get to take a step back and pause and actually uh, ask ourselves some questions. And I call it self-coaching. So it's it's this idea of being able to coach yourself, which you can only do if you take that pause and coach yourself and say, what am I, what am I about to do? What are the thoughts that are creating these feelings that are creating this action? And we get to kind of analyze those and coach ourselves into a healthier behavior, a conscious behavior. Um, so that's what this is all about. It's about conscious eating. It's about mindful eating. It's about really connecting with our why and aligning our actions with our values, with our with the vision we have for what we want for ourselves, for our health, uh, for the long term. So it's really about being intentional. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. But what do they do in the moment, though? You know, the food cravings can be so overwhelming sometimes, you know, even if they have a plan, sometimes the best laid plans go south. Yes. Or well, always being prepared, of course, with uh, with healthy alternatives uh, yeah. is really, really important. You know, having that so you do have a choice, because if it's this or I'm going to be hungry and you're really hungry already, then you're in trouble. Right. So we've really got to have those uh, alternatives set what do you think about um, when you're with family who's, or, or for you, when when you have a craving and you're really working on being healthy, what do you do? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I, I just go for the substance. I mean, I, I'm a, I learned to I'll just always have a backup plan, backup usually plan. usually carrying some kind of form. I, usually if I'm, I'm going to one of those situations, I'm bringing something just in case to always like, Hey, I got this in my bag. I got some carrots. I got whatever, uh, some hummus, anything like that. Um, just because it is that tough. Yeah. And if you're, you're going to need, you're, you're being forced into the choice. If I just choose something I already brought, which I know I have. Um, and it makes the whole situation way easier knowing that I'm not going to have to, uh, succumb to, you know, that sugar urge or wh whatever it is, but yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the, the easiest way I yeah, and I think, you know, everything you teach at Chef AJ, and, and I know there's so many things in the bundle as well that are helpful in this regard, but in terms of getting to a, uh, getting to the holidays, so, you know, this might not help right now for this holiday, but getting to a place where you're not addicted to these foods. Uh, for example, they had, they have vegan pie here. I haven't touched it yet. Not because I'm sitting here like, oh, I, I'm using my willpower, I've got to you know, 
I don't want to eat it. It's got sugar in it. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's because I cut out refined sugar from my diet many years ago. And so it doesn't even, it's not this like, I need to use my willpower. It's that I really am not craving it. I'm not wanting it. I'm not, you know, that's the only way because our willpower always runs out. We're human beings and willpower will always run out at some point. But if we can get away from these processed foods, if we can get away from the sugar, get to a place where we don't even crave it, we don't even have that urge, then it makes it really easy. And it's really a beautiful feeling it to, to be able to be free from that. You know, so many clients, I'm like, what do you, what do you want? And so many people say, I want to feel free. I want to feel free from this. Like I, I need something sweet after every meal. I am always thinking about food. What am I going to eat next? And a lot of that has to do with physical addiction. A lot of that has to do with the emotional connection. And when we can break that uh, and get to a place where we don't even crave it, we don't even want it, that's the ideal situation. Uh, Even when people eat healthy, do you notice they sometimes just let whatever fitness routine they have kind of fall by the wayside during the holidays or during busy times? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that too, because we, yeah, we went to yoga, uh, a hot yoga class the Thursday morning. Uh, we went to a, another class today, a strength training hit class. And yeah, it's easy to ha- fall into that kind of all or nothing mindset. That's another uh, quality that a lot of my clients share. It's something that I've had my whole life. And it's that thing that says, if I can't do an hour of yoga, 10 minutes doesn't count. I'm not going to do any. If I can't do a full hour training session, then it's not going to count. If I can't get my full schedule in for the week, then I might as well just throw it all out the window. I'll start fresh Monday. It's that start fresh Monday attitude. Uh, And if we can get away from that and and say every little bit counts and really also remember that we can't outrun our fork. I think that's a big a big lesson that we've got to learn and to be able to kind of separate uh, instead of saying, I need to go burn off the calories I ate. Well, if we think about it, and I use this example, um, you know, burpees, right? Everybody, most people know burpees. Burpees are tough. 10 burpees will have you completely out of breath, right? We yeah, did We did a bunch. Today. We did a bunch today. Um, and if we think about three little Oreo cookies, that's one serving of Oreo cookies, which are accidentally vegan and very awfully processed and terrible food, but just three little cookies. How many burpees does it take to burn off the calories of just one serving of Oreo cookies? Any guesses? Um, I'm going to say a hundred. It's over a hundred, over a hundred. So if we're thinking, okay, I'm going to burn off the, I'll, I'll eat this extra pie, right? And then I'll burn off the calories. If we're trying to do the tick for tat thing, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Uh, we end up overtraining. Training becomes a punishment instead of a joy, instead of something that uh, that is is fun. Like exercise needs to be fun. It needs to be. It can be a social uh, event as well. Like since I I don't drink alcohol very much anymore. Like pretty much never. Uh, you're sober four and a half years or something, uh, and. So I like to create fun and social events out of healthy things. So working out can be one of those is finding that community of people that you like to train with uh, and, and thinking of it as its own thing. It's the best 
medicine for depression, for anxiety, for uh, lots of, you know, going through hard times. It's the best way out of that. So really important to think about exercise and yoga and training and strength as this alignment, this action that's in alignment with your um, with your values, with what you want for yourself long-term. Uh, so I really encourage people to see exercise for what it is and then see food for what is it is. It's medicine. It's a way to heal. It's a way to f- uh, fuel ourselves, fuel our bodies, uh, and not try to make up for guilty calories with working out because it just doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. No, you can't outrun your mouth. Did you ever read like Burn by Herman Ponser or the ex- you know, the exercise paradox? You you, exercise mm-hmm. contributes very negligibly to weight loss. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, also for people having trouble sticking to their diet in general or during the holidays, exercise, I think makes it easier. It kind of increases your willpower when you do it first thing in the morning so that you don't want to kind of, you, you know, you have the momentum to eat healthy. Yeah, and I think that's partly because you elevate your mood, you feel better. And when you feel better, you don't want to, go and screw it all up right that's that's how it works for me for sure yeah and I also like to to really remind ourselves before we go and train another declaration is I'm training because I love and respect myself and my body uh not because I hate my body right again making it not into a punishment but into something that we're grateful to be able to do really changing our language about that and changing our thoughts uh, around it. Yeah. Rich, who's a 73-year-old vegan bodybuilder, says it's a lot easier not to work out after you've had that big Thanksgiving meal the next day. Yes. Well, it's always easier not to do something than to do something, isn't it? (laughs) Unless you're me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to sit around and do nothing. This is, I'm working on that. <laughs> I used to have my, my, my favorite teacher, Joan Darling, who I've had on the show twice, used to say, the problem with doing nothing is you never know when you're done. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. That is so funny. And also people like, you know, I don't really like the word relapse. I always like calling it a snacksident, but if people do, um, you know, eat something off plan, whether it's like off the vegan plan or off their healthy eating plan, I think the idea is just to get back on and not make such a big deal about it. You know? Yes. Yeah. You got to give yourself some grace. And the more we beat ourselves up about it, there's this concern of, well, if I don't give myself a hard time about it, then I'm giving myself an excuse. I'm giving myself an out uh, and I'm going to go do it again. But really, it's it's the opposite. If we beat ourselves up, we create this cycle of, of punishing ourselves. And then that creates uh, an opportunity to go do it again rather than um, saying, hey, I screwed up. You know, not what I wanted to do. It happened. Let me move on and let me not wait till Monday or let me not wait till tomorrow and not go into a cycle of, of, and a lot of my clients have binge eating, um, disorders. So it's so easy to, once you mess, like mess up to then say, ah, I've already messed up. I'm just going to keep going all day. And then I'll start fresh tomorrow or start fresh Monday to get out of that and say, eh, that moment's over rebirth, re new opportunity right now to, uh, to start over, to start and make a different choice. 
right? A lot of people that mess up on Halloween wait till January 2nd to, <laughs> to course correct, you know? Yeah, it's a whole nother level. Wait yeah. till Monday. I'll wait till next year. <laughs> I'll start Not a good year. idea. Well, it's so hard because we're just surrounded by crap all the time, especially hyper palatable vegan crap now, but especially this time of year. Yeah, we did get some uh, some vegan cheeses. There's a place, Veg News, one of their top uh, rest vegan cafe or restaurants here has vegan cheeses. And I am a sucker for vegan cheese, uh, like good <laughs> vegan cheese. And they had a truffle one that was so good. We had it on really healthy um, nut seed crackers. Uh, but yeah, the cheese itself is not. Oh, that's funny. I'd probably like it if I indulge, but you know what? I think because I'm allergic to milk, I never got into real cheese. Therefore, I don't see like, well, why would I want the vegan version? I didn't even like the real version. So, right. so I never got into it so much, but, but I, I do like a little nutritional yeast. I can't do a lot of it. It seems subset mm-hmm. my stomach, but there's certain recipes like cheese sauce, for example, that without mm-hmm. it, it doesn't taste, doesn't taste like cheese. You know? Oh my God. We have this best recipe for we'll have to come back on sometime and cause he cooks. I don't, I don't, I make salad. It's about, it's about all I do, but he cooks. And I gave him this recipe from Nutrilicious, um, which again, is the best brand ever, but they have this great cheese sauce that's made out of carrots and sweet potato and uh, just regular potato, rest of potatoes and, uh, and um, cauliflower. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's delicious. It was mind blowing. I mean, we made mac and cheese with it, and then we used it as queso, and it was just like it checked both boxes. It was mind blowing. Yeah, That's, yeah. We're, we're in the land of queso, so I'm very much uh, yeah. Had, yeah, had, had, had it taste like that. So I just got a recipe that used the Hannah yam or the white sweet potato. I'm dying to try from Chef Ron Russell of Sun Cafe. Huh. Interesting. Do you remember when the very first vegan cheeses came out? Like in 1995 yeah they weren't very good and some of them oh my god they were so bad some of them were were like supposedly vegan but they had casein in them and they weren't really vegan but they didn't taste very good they were very rubbery they were rubbery almost it it literally was rubber i mean the consistency was rubber they didn't melt uh they've come a long way must they have for sure for sure you can make a cheese-like sauce with tahini and apple cider vinegar. That's great to know, Peter. Yeah. Thanks, Peter. I think what people like about the, the nutritional yeast is the color also. We we, we we think a cheese maybe more is to be like an orange-ish color. So um, maybe that's what people like about it for sure. I've got an interesting, uh, quick, easy, uh, interesting recipe. Broccoli. Uh I I actually will buy the frozen broccoli. Uh, I'm all about the, like the quickest and easiest thing. So I will buy the frozen broccoli, let it thaw. Don't even have to cook it. And then put in there tahini and uh, sauerkraut. Ooh. And mix it all up. That's it. Real. Tahini and sauerkraut and, and the broccoli. And it's super filling, super delicious. I need to make, you know what? I'm going to make a recipe book with like three ingredient recipes that's what for your patients yeah that sounds actually good <laughs> right it is really good and for my yeah. patients uh-huh. <laughs> that's all i have patience for yeah three, three ingredients three ingredients that's all <laughs> just need three ingredients yeah so, yeah for do you think you'll get another pet mm. 
I mean, yes, it's at some point. Um, I have this little picture of, of Shy right here. It's my little girl. Uh, the tongue is hilarious. Oh, she's got the longest tongue. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, talking with Teresa was interesting. And this is going to get a little out there, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, she was communicating with Shy, and Shy told me that she was hanging around trying to make her presence felt. And I, I really, I knew she was around, but I couldn't really like feel her. So she said I, she would try harder and that she was going to mess with the electric electricity and the lights. And I swear to you, a few days later, um, I woke up at 3 a.m. The light in my bedroom, the overhead light had turned on. It was just on. I woke up and the light was on. It was bizarre. And then the in the hallway, the lights now for almost a week have been flickering on, on and off and nobody's fixed it or I don't know, the lights have been flickering. So I just I just imagine that she's around and um, hanging out uh, and that and she also told Teresa that uh, she's not planning on coming back to be with any other family that we had too good of a thing um, and that she'll be the first to greet me when it's my time. Oh, that makes me feel better. But yes, I will be rescuing another dog at some point. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked if cats can be vegan. Great question. So I, I also had a cat um, who passed away, but my cat was vegan and she used, we, uh, he used evolution dog food. So if it's fortified with the, and there's some new research, actually, I just read an article that's showing that there's more and more evidence that they can be given the right food with the taurine is one of the, the ingredients that it must contain um, because they are obligate carnivores. So there is a lot of controversy around that. Um, but I do know a number of vegan cats who have, who are thriving. I think the, the big thing is, uh, is if they'll actually eat the food, like, cause it, it's not as tasty. Right. So this is one of the reasons I'm so hopeful that, uh, sell the cultured meat is going to come out soon yeah. for for because, cat food because if you know i know that's controversial but it's just the cells of one animal right it's not like they're using animals right. over and over right right and yes there is some controversy there around that but for me i'm like i mean this is the alternative i mean what a step in a hugely i mean like immensely positive direction that i will support because of that absolutely and i know in singapore they are already uh they already have it out so it's it's i think it's a lot of the bureaucracy and the and the money you know that's in the big animal agriculture that's keeping it from uh getting to the market faster is my is my me too. I feel like if it's going to have people eat less animals or kill less animals, I'm all for lab grown meat. A thousand percent. The Good Food Institute is is working working their butts off, Bruce Frederick, to to get it out there. I think that's I think that's the fastest path to a what, kinder world, right? The people that are objecting to it. I mean, I, does it taste the same? Is it is it more expensive? Like, what what is the what are the objections if it's going to save the planet and animal right. life? Because it's it's still going to be bad for human health, I would imagine. Right, absolutely. So it's going to be the same, you know, cholesterol and all of all of the disease causing um, 
components of it, but absolutely. Uh, I think people are skeptical, <laughs> like just, you know, they're just uh, creatures of habit and um, thinking about, you know, something grown in a laboratory, I think freaks people out sometimes. And then just getting around the bureaucracy of, of getting it to the market, getting it approved. Uh, of course, animal agriculture uh, companies don't want it to to get out there because it'll put them out of business eventually. So, and then the subsidies that are making meat as cheap as it is, or, you know, as inexpensive it is, as it is, the culture meat's going to be way more expensive uh, until we get those subsidies taken away from the, mm. from the regular meat. That would be so cool. I yeah. We'll I wonder if we'll see it soon. Oh, some of the, I'm asking people, are they for lab grown meat in the chat? And a lot of them are saying no. Interesting. Oh, what's the reason? Yeah, put the reason, guys. So, so far, three people have said it. Interesting. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I do think it's it's the fastest path. I, it's amazing what they can do these days, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I feel the same way because I can't make ba Bailey um, 100% vegan. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I think I had somebody on the show to talk about that. Uh, you know, I've done like 1,750 shows, so I can't remember all of it. Haven't have you got have oh, you gotten oh, Bruce Frederick? I haven't. He'd be great. No, wait, Dixie, I think you're misunderstanding. She said, I haven't tasted meat in over 10 years. Why would I want to start now? I don't need that oh. flavor again. We're saying oh, yeah. our pets, those of us that have pets that still yeah. eat meat struggle with that. So we feel like if there was lab-grown meat, it would be a better um, ethically cho ethical choice for us. Um, right. For yes. I'm not going to eat. Let, let me be clear here. I will not be eating any lab grown meat. <laughs> I do not want meat in my, in my body whatsoever. Not, not any kind of meat, but I am for the production of it to get it to the market, to, um, to reduce suffering around the world of animals. Like would they, would that, like, would they be able to do lab grown fish one day then? Cause the fish. Suffer yeah. too, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the fishing is killing our world. What about dairy? Is there, is there, can they do lab grown dairy for people that, that is just. So oh God, but you, yeah, that, I mean, God, all the nut milks are so good. I mean, plant-based, wow. They, I think that's a plant or plant-based milks. That is something that people are pretty open to. I think in part because so many people are lactose intolerant, you know. Yeah, that's that's good. Good for that. Yeah, you remember that lawsuit where they said you couldn't call it milk because yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Plant based yeah. taking over. It's taking over the world, taking little by little. <laughs> well, when you get a chance, take a look at the bundle because I think you'll like some. Oh, of right, I there. forgot about the bundle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the bundle. <laughs> no, and, uh, I every I know is yeah. I've just um. I've been grieving. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The last few two weeks, I, all I've done is, is grieved. Um, the loss of Shy has been, I think, probably the hardest time of my life. She was my everything. She was my world. Everything revolved around her. Every decision I, I made, and she came with me everywhere. So, um, so that's been my focus is really uh, focusing on feeling, getting better at feeling, not not having the goal being feeling better right now. And I, I I think that's a huge lesson for all of us. I think a lot of times in trying to feel better, we try to 
hide and run from our emotions by overeating, by eating food that we know is not going to serve us. And it's all in this, I need to feel better. I need to relieve this craving. I need to relieve this urge. I need to relieve this depression or the anxiety. And if we can get to a place where we say the goal is not to feel better, but it's actually to get better at feeling, then um, then we can allow ourselves to, to have those emotions. We can be okay with not being okay sometimes. And, and I think in the long run, that is so hugely beneficial for us. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, and I am so confident now that I've done the bundle so many times, I know how quality this bundle is and how many amazing products there are. Um, I'm still working on getting through the last version downloading. I know you got like 12 months to download everything. Mm -hmm. I recommend getting a hard drive, an external hard drive, uh, downloading everything into that external hard drive. It, you know, it takes maybe 20 minutes to, to download and put it into a drive and then you have it forever. And it's, 50 bucks. It's a 99% discount. I think I wrote down $3,548.91 of worth of eBooks and courses. And um, from, I mean, you have, you're having them on our show. It's like the world's best, most amazing experts and recipes and workouts. And it's just, it's a no brainer. It is an absolute no brainer. Uh, so, and, and my mindful exercise plan is, is normally 97 bucks. It's in there. So you just, one product alone covers the 50 bucks. Absolutely. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, all these bundles, even though we have multiple bundles a year, like they're every single worth one is worth getting. Uh, and you have unlimited resources. So yes, I will be downloading them all myself. I'll be sharing them with, with uh, Quinn because he'll be, he'll be using the recipe. That I wanna, I'll make my salad <laughs> Eat nice. that every day, but <laughs> Yeah. So thanks so much, Chef AJ. It's so good catching up with you. Nice to meet you, you again. Sorry. Nice about you. Maybe, maybe you'll write a book someday about how to, how to properly grieve for the loss of a family member. That's I think I will. Pet. I think I will. Because you're going through it. All right. Well, guys, get the bundle because in a few days it'll be gone. But if you come back in about two hours, we're going to have one more bundle contributor today, all the way from Malaysia. Ross Sheffian is going to be making recipes from her new bundle offering, which is a taste of Indonesia. She's one of the most creative chefs there is. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.